Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, give me a few seconds. Oh, okay, I'm gone. Cool. So, here we are. Uh, Made in Chapel podcast is episode 30, I think. Is it? Yeah, oh. episode 30. So, slight, slight mil- milestone, but, you know, here we are. Too many hours. Yeah, exactly. Content kings. <laughs> but, yeah, Made in Chapel podcast, uh, most influential podcast in the world. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> We've got a special, 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 special guest. Um, it is, well... It depends how you want to be referred, because online we know you as Kia, but your name is Kai. All the way around. So All the way around. My, I'm known as Kay, but my Got name's you. Kia. Got yeah. you. I see. Okay. okay. From the Pennies to Pound podcast. Yes. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm good. I'm, what am I, like in my like week four of lockdown, so I'm slightly going insane, but I'm okay. <laughs> I'm all right. You know what I mean? I'm still yeah. going. Yeah, we'll get there. Get there slowly. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But now it's good to have you on here. Um, we have been a really big fan of your your stuff. You've been doing really well on the socials, and just Thank some you. of your content is very just needed. You know, because like a lot of 100%. a lot of finance stuff seems to go at a miss, especially with our generation. And like, yeah, I feel like it's really especially good our community that. as well. Yeah, ex- that's yeah, yeah. probably but the main again. thing about it, really. But um, we, I just wanted to get you on here just to share some of your insights, some of your, your journey. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess the perfect place to start would be with Pennies a Pound podcast. Like what, what inspired you to actually like make it? Um, so that's an interesting story. So I created my first thread on Twitter, which is my end of September, which is about the best place to save. And I was never really trying to do that say on twitter so that was the first one didn't really do any kind of numbers but for me i had like 800 followers so whatever even i got some retweets that was amazing for me at the time um then i did a thread about four days later about how to buy isa then that thread went viral and i was like oh my gosh okay and a lot of people were just like so i gave like i started giving like nuggets and little gems people were like oh my gosh like write a book start a tv show and i was like you guys are moving mad start a podcast Exactly, yeah. But someone's like, start a podcast. And I was like, actually, podcast, I think I can do. Mm-hmm. So I thought about it, like I was running through my friends, like running on that idea. Um, and everyone was like, yeah, cool, you should do it. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, 
And I remember like, I didn't know how you start a podcast. I didn't know how you upload it. I didn't know artwork. I didn't know anything, but I knew I wanted to do it. So I remember going to the studio um, and I had no name. So on my mm. way to the studio, I was like, I have no name. I'm going to record this podcast with no name. And you can't really introduce a podcast with no name. So you need to figure out what you're going to call it. Um, I was walking, I was like, I was walking, I was thinking all these kind of things. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. I was like, money, finance, I was like, pounds. I was like, penny. I was like, actually, pennies to pounds. I did my extensive research to see if anyone had already taken it. They hadn't. <clears throat> I was like, that's what I'm calling it. I, called, I asked like a couple of friends and my dad. Everyone was like, yeah, it's a cool name. And that was that. That was Penny's Pounds podcast. That's crazy. And then I recorded the first episode and went for that. That's crazy. That's a great start, especially how you came up with the name and then not really having something in mind and then going to start it randomly popping into your head. Uh, that's a brilliant start already, really. I mean, Thank I guess you. for you, what was it like that made you want to, because you obviously put out the tweets, what was it for you? Did you just feel like not enough people are talking about this or is it just a conversation you wanted to have? Um, so a lot of people don't know, but back in... 2018 uh by april 2018 i started this series called life lessons of k on youtube and that mm. was essentially what i'm doing now just in youtube format so mm-hmm. i did like videos about how credit cards work and all these kind of things mortgages all these taxes all these things but as you can imagine people don't go into youtube and say you know what forget tory lanes i'm gonna go and type in and look at my <laughs> people don't do that right mm. and that's that's okay so i put that on pause i didn't give up i put it on pause um and then the then obviously twisted just happened to happen because a lot yeah. of my friends really knew that I'd done that previously. So they were like, oh my gosh, can you give us that ways to save? One of my friends suggested I should do a Twitter thread as a format wise, because I was going to put it on Instagram. And she's like, oh, do a Twitter thread and then screenshot it and put it on Instagram. So I was like, okay, cool. That makes more sense. It's more coherent that way. So that's how that works. So the, the thread was like irrelevant for me on Twitter. I just wanted it for Instagram. Um, and then that kind of happened. But yeah, to go back to your point, I did, like I, I knew I had the knowledge and I knew I had a good way of breaking it down because I did that a lot for my friends like, separately. So I knew I had a good way of like breaking down these difficult topics, but still holding like the core elements of that topic and so not like dumbing it down too much. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what, this is conversations that aren't really had. I asked my friends about help to buy ISA. No one could give me an answer. People just said, mom, so I should get one, but no one could explain why. And there's yeah. things, conversations I was having and no one could really explain why they were doing stuff. So just like, mom said so, dad said so. <laughs> I don't know why. So yeah. I thought, you know what, let's just open up this dialogue and start talking about it. So, yeah. No, it needs to be. It needs Why to be do you done. Think, yeah, that's that's um, the thing that struck me the most about what you said is we're not having these conversations. Why do you think that is? Like, just people don't want to talk about it, or is it because it's not taught in schools? I think obviously, it not being taught in schools is a big factor, and I think a lot of people just want to have these conversations regarding finances and money when it's all positive. So mm. what you, we, yeah. we, we always know when rappers have money, yeah? But we never <laughs> hear about when people are going through struggles. So yeah, people only want to hear like, oh, I'm making money from Forex, I'm making money from doing this. But whenever someone's struggling a bit, like, you know what, not going to lie, guys, I'm at uni and I don't know how to budget my money. We don't have those conversations. Yeah. That's what I think it's. It's an important conversation to have as well. Like, so many people get stuck in situations or I think it would help because then you'd be able to see, I don't know how to describe it, but like, if someone was going through something and they actually came out and said, yeah, I'm actually struggling with this, it might also help someone else because they'll be able to open up a dialogue and pe- more people will be less discouraged to have a conversation. Exactly. Which I think it goes back to what you said. People are scared also, to have that conversation. And also it's building habits as well. So, for example, 
if we're the first generation to receive the information and pass it down to the next generation, mm. then that means we essentially have a family, a, a family line of just individuals who are financially literate, which is yeah. very important for our community as well, because I don't think um, our community has actually experienced that. Majority of us have come here straight away, started a job, got a mortgage, boom, and that's it. Whereas other sort of communities have come here, started businesses, um, and played the system to their benefit, and it's worked for them. But we're still yeah. in some sort of disadvantage. Exactly. Yeah, sure. So it makes what you do that much more important. And like, I feel like uh, shadows of what you do like kind of mirrors what we did because you started this podcast in uni, right? No, uh, well, no. So I started it in October, so I was technically still an enrolled student, which I still am now. But mm. I wasn't at uni; I was back home. Cool, got you. I see. That's fair. So, like, even just, but even like from a uh, perspective of just like having to like juggle the two, like that's something that yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Me and Demi, when we initially started this podcast, it was like, you know, how do we juggle being a student and I guess even working and at uni? Like, what were the struggles like you went through, like having to like prioritize certain aspects of your podcast and your life? Was there ever a point where that happened? Yeah, I feel like my, my schedule's are like even worse now, which is like so crazy. <laughs> um, like, so my, my week would have to figure out, so I worked three days a week. Um, so that, that was really three days written off. Three days I can't do anything because I'm working. Mm-hmm. And then I still had uni work to do at home. I just still had things to do. So, but I had to go to the studio and try and figure it out. So it was like, it was a proper balance. And then I one day sat down and said, you know what, Kia, you actually got to be serious with your life. Because yeah. people look at you as if you're serious, but you're not serious with your organisation. And I sat down, yeah. myself a panel, and I literally planned out my day. And I was like, right. So I dedicated like every Wednesday is when I record the podcast. Doesn't matter what's happening. Doesn't matter what I need to do. That will fit around that. But that's when I'm recording the podcast. Mm. And obviously I'm working Saturday, Sunday, Monday, let's say. So that's work. And I'll just put everything else around it. Because that was the only way I was going to get things done. Otherwise, I would, I don't think the podcast would be going to this point today if I didn't do that. Yeah, no, I love it when I hear people had conversations with themselves like that. Like, we at the start of the year more or less had that same conversation with ourselves. Where it was like, we're doing this, but how seriously are we taking it? And we all, you know, you have to more or less look yourselves in the eyes or and look your friends in the eyes to whoever you're doing the podcast with and be like, yo, this is serious. Like, what you do is fantastic as well. So you have to look yourself in the eye and be like, what I do is really important and really good, but if I don't, you know take it seriously how can other people take me seriously as well so i really i love hearing stories like that where you just like you sack yourself up and you go out and then you give 110 percent. thank you i tried it was hard but i tried <laughs> yeah well, it has to be done 100 percent. true and it's paying dividends like i feel like you're like so this week you had your rebrand and i feel like it, what was the what was the thought process behind that? Because I actually quite liked the design before, but like now it looks so much more like sophisticated. Like, where did the yeah. idea from that come from? Um, so a lot of people kind of I feel like a lot of people see me and think, oh yeah, you know, she just kind of like drops things here and there. Like when I tell you, I'm very strategic. Like I'm planning four mm. moves already. Yeah. So in my head, I knew about two months ago that I wanted to get new artwork done. That that was really I knew it. I just didn't know what I was going to do and all of that so I, it was kind of like in my head like I need to get this done and right. um, it just so happened that six months of Penny's Pals was coming up like, I looked back at my first episode and looked back at the day and I said oh my gosh six months is coming up I said okay this is a perfect time to change it up because I was like the podcast is good at the moment 
but it's not where I want it to be. So I already knew I wanted to change out mm. of that sense. I was like, you know mm. what, may as well go full Monty and change it. Um, so I decided, like, I just, I just said the artwork was great. When I first got it done, I said, this is sick. I've always said I wanted a logo that, even if there's no words on there, you look at the logo and you know what it is. That's yeah, what yeah. I wanted. Mm. So the, the, the original one was amazing. I loved it. Um, but then the, the new one came and I was a bit like, when it was being designed, I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I'll mm-hmm. stick to the one I've already got. And then when it came, yeah. I said, this just kind of like encapsulates what I'm doing in like a more professional and sleek way. And I was like, this yeah. is it. Like, I'm just going to go with the rebrand and then now I'm going to push and this is what I want to do. And I feel like I wanted, like, yes, I'm serious. I know I'm serious, but I wanted another level. I wanted, if people look at me or brands look at me, they're like, right, yeah, this is the girl. This is the podcast we want to collab with. Whatever it is, I want you to look at me and say, yeah, this is who we want to work with and I wanted to yeah. kind of allude that um, and do that in the artworks that's why I did that cool. so. what would be some of like your dream collabs then or because obviously that's part of the reason is have you given it any thought yes yeah, so I'd say like it's, it's in my head what, my number one I say or number like top two probably like Nella Rose and Miss Banks Mm. and it might, it might sound a bit like okay but they're not like finance I don't necessarily always want finance people on my podcast there's always a way you can link back to something um, yeah, but I think that they'd be really insightful like I'd be able to get stuff out of them and be really insightful I, like, they're definitely top two that's a, that's a good combination that's a really interesting out choice out things. I always see Miss Banks out here supporting the most random people it's like <laughs> shots I'm like how does she even know this person exists? Yeah, no. But she's always out here. Shout out to Miss Banks, man. Yeah, no, but man, I think she's great. I, I think that makes sense because I'll be honest, like I've been binging your podcast recently and the thing I like about it the most is like it's very short and it's very to the point. So you're, yeah. you're obviously like on average like 30 minutes long. So I, I've literally cleared like two thirds of it within this like past week. <laughs> and I feel like you've got really good like... <laughs> variety of like guests and stuff so for example my favorite episode so far i think was with your dad because he oh, okay. he's very insightful and like i feel like obviously that probably inspired you to do the stuff that you do but um yeah, i can see your point so you could easily get different types mm. of guests who actually do different things it's kind of like what we do like our guests don't yeah. really have much of a correlation to what we speak about the majority of the time but it's good to have different perspectives on and different, different topics things. you can you know you can talk about so i couldn't agree I more it's yeah. so good to be able to just sometimes have people on and not necessarily but just get a different perspective on maybe even the same thing that's going on so obviously there's been a lot of talk about what's going on in the world and stuff like that so it's always interesting to have different people on and i guess that's what you try to do get different perspectives Um, to do the whole thing. You're Wait, what? Huh? Is the fingers freeze? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, frozen the audio cut a little bit. <laughs> it was just frozen for a it. bit. Oh god! I thought you guys froze. I was like, "What's happened?" <laughs> <laughs> no, we're waiting for you. To, we're waiting for you, bro. But you were saying about different perspectives and stuff. Yeah, no, I was just saying I like I like that that's what she's aiming to do like that's what Kay wants to do is get different perspectives and similar to what we do here as well mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the frozen ruined my momentum yeah, cool, <laughs> I was dropping, I was right. dropping bars <laughs> technical difficulties 
But um, I was going to ask you a question. So me and Iman as well, um, we have like backgrounds in finance. Well, more me than Iman, but Iman shares a similar background to me. Um, what you, you study French and business, right? Mm-hmm. Was that a conscious choice to, like what made you want to pick it is my question. That's like another rabbit hole. I Okay, so I went to like a really, really, really good sixth form, like one of the best in the country. Um, and like it was very, it was a very intense sixth form. Like if I said the name, you'd know exactly who I was on about. Um, and it was kind of like, I don't even think I knew what, what I wanted to do. At mm. one point I was going to do biology, another point I was going to do dentistry. So it was all kind of like up in the air. And then they kind of like pushed me towards, you know, language. So I was right. like, okay, cool. I was really good at economics as well, but I wanted to do a language and that, and no uni that I wanted to go to anyway, um, offered that as a combined degree. So I just went to business instead, and that's kind of how that came about, really. Okay. Yeah, because it's interesting, like, because I would even, like, I'd ask you, Iman, like, what made you pick, like, uh, was I guess you did a, something in accounting, like me. Yeah. But, like, I don't know what my thought process was to end up doing accounting or finance. <clears throat> what was yours to end up that, going that route? of accounting do you even remember or no um, I, I definitely don't <laughs> you know what i mean to be honest uh, sorry apologies um basically um it was something to do with business and i think what currency was like um it was one thing i wanted to do just just because i wanted the skill set so mm-hmm. in case I go into business, like starting a business, um, starting a new venture, whatever it may be, um, learning the system. What I did, what I studied was AAT, uh, which is um, Associates for Accounting Technicians. And pretty much as soon as you get to level four, you can become a financial advisor if you wanted to, or go on to do other sort of um, certifications such as CMA, ACCA or ACA, or known as ICAEW. Um, but pretty much what I wanted to do, what the foundation was, was to learn the skill set so I can take that skill set into business. Because majority of the people who start businesses, they don't know what they're doing. They'll just do like a, just buy, sell, and then that's their profit. Whereas um, if you can segment those costs and find out exactly what your profit is, then it's a lot better. So having that skill set for me was very much important than becoming an accountant itself. Hmm. And that's why I did the AAT. I hear that. It's just interesting because yeah. I always want to know what make people choose the things that they chose. Because, like, yeah. I feel like at a young age, like, we get a lot of pressure put on us to do certain things, like, as far as academic-wise, but and we don't necessarily know what the long-term payoff is or if that's something we actually want to do. Yeah, and that was, yeah. That was another thing as well. Like, um, pretty much, that was, that was the reason, the real reason why I started accountancy, right, just to do that. And mm. even getting an apprenticeship as well, it was it was kind of difficult for me because the thing is a lot of people were asking me what do you want to do in life and i didn't know what i wanted to do in life to be honest with you and when you're 19 no, it's a crazy really question no it's a real yeah, crazy question mad. like people will just say what do you want to do in life it's like I, I don't know so then as i'm in the apprenticeship it's like you now put yourself in this mindset that accountancy is going to be for the rest of your life and then you now lose your way of what you want to like why you started accountancy and stuff mm. like that and it just it just got to a point where it was just like I, I i don't want to do it anymore and then you know once you realize who you are then you realize where you're going then you realize where you're going and then 
you can now make a path for yourself and then decide what you're going to do next. And at that time, I just didn't know. So it was just really hard for me. So, because um, a lot of people were just asking me, oh, okay, do you want to do accountancy? I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to do accountancy for the rest of my life. It was like, for the rest of your life, for the rest of your life. And then it's just like, got to a point where it was just yeah. really low. It was just like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. But the main reason why, just to go back to it, was mainly just to learn a skill set for business. Right. Yeah. It's so it's such a shame that like, life is not a shame, but life is crazy because you think when you start at A level and you, you're you're doing a course and like you actually think, oh, this is gonna lead to what I want to do for the rest of your life, and it's not even close. Like I wouldn't say no. where I study politics is now where that's that's not even close to the field that I'm in or I work in. It's just insane the amount of pressure you can put on yourself when you're young and you don't even have all the answers. Yeah. Just shame. I don't know why we like. Why do you put that sort of pressure? Why do we put that sort of pressure on ourselves? You know. I, f- I think it's because um, teachers, well, majority of teachers, I would say, from having conversations with friends who've become teachers, they mm. they have not become who they wanted to become. So they've become teachers because that's like their secondary, their plan B. Mm. Um, not to apply anybody who, who didn't want to become a teacher if anybody's listening so on and so forth but I feel like they'll put the pressure on you because they feel like you could do better and you could become something greater More, than yeah, them some, yeah. yeah so I feel like that's what they do but if you just don't know what you want to do then it's a bit different so that's also fine but I think I think majority of the time you'll find your way by the time like you for most individuals most average individuals they'll find their way at the age of 21 and then they'll find out who they want to become what they want to do in life and they'll start planning so mm-hmm. for some people they plan a lot later but i would say that for most individuals they'll start planning at 21 but one thing that is always good though is like for example in your case in your case Kay, like you can at least use your degree to kind of help you with your podcast because obviously or to some degree like you, you're picking up and learning stuff and that's kind of like first-hand knowledge and you can pass that down whereas like i mean i guess my degree and what i did and half qualified being an accountant it doesn't necessarily help with the podcast but i work for a company that's in media so that ties in there so whatever way i can turn my life experiences to help the podcast that's mm. a positive if that makes sense yeah. so yeah. it's never necessarily like a bad thing obviously it's good to have the qualification but if you can tie it into something you actually are passionate about that's where the real you know value comes from in my opinion but exactly. It is different yeah. for everybody. Uh, yeah, it's so different for everyone. Like, it's just insane how much. I just think there's a, in terms of like the finance and everything we've been talking about, it's just, it's a shame that schools don't teach it more. And, and then you look back on your school experience and you've learned a lot, but it's not stuff that actually helps you in life. And then you don't necessarily get those skills until maybe it's a bit too late. Like, you come to find things out or that's why it's great what you do Kay, because it's like there's some conversations that you know just need to be had and that we're having them too late in life and trying to find out you know how to buy a house or the guidance just isn't necessarily there to the duty that paying bills no it's so right it's absolutely true that's why i'm just trying to open up the dialogue um mm. just trying to make things a lot easier because obviously there's going to be people who 
are just like, oh, I wish I knew this five years ago, but at least you know it now. Um, yeah. And it's just about whenever you learn it, just learning it and being able to pass it down to others around you, or it's your loved ones, or it's your kids, whoever it is, being able to pass on that knowledge. Um, so yeah. thankfully I can do that with obviously people on social media. My brother's younger than me as well, so I'm able to do that to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't get into any kind of trouble because he's 17, so yeah yeah real opportunity it's very very good like very to learn. like i like i was saying like apart like social media and stuff there's been there seems to be in my opinion a rise of like financial accounts like people who have like that kind of background so for example like we know Sade who does um penny yeah, pal um disunomics who does loads of multiple stuff and yeah. just other people as well doing their thing out here giving us real financial knowledge um mm. my question to you is like People seem to sometimes get opinion mixed up with fact. And my question is like, where do you draw the line as far as, if you put out something, for example, I don't know, let's say like the help to buy stuff, for example, say you put out uh, a thread on that and you say, just, just stating the facts about how it works, et cetera, et cetera. Then somebody else comes up with a think piece talking about how awful it is. Where do you, do you often find yourself like, let me just try to give people more fact than opinion or what what's your yeah. like standpoint on that yeah i definitely had that when i put out that thread that, that's why i laughed yeah someone actually <laughs> did that when i put out that thread yeah um and i just think it's very interesting I, there's as you mentioned there's a rise in these these financial accounts which is obviously i'm not the first and i will not be the last um but i feel like some of them I, no I, you know I, i'd say like a majority of them put out information tied in with their opinion which i think is right. quite interesting mm. and quite risky um like as you so if we take go back to the help to buy isa situation so i put out straight facts i didn't mm. say this is great i didn't well, i didn't say you should get this over this i didn't say anything i said this is how it works mm. um you know it's definitely worthwhile reading into it more and see even if, if it fits you and then there was someone who came out and said that this is terrible you should never get this. And they even linked back to my friend. And I said, that's very cheeky, but, you know, mm. carry on. Um, and then basically just slaughtered it and said how terrible it is. And that was their opinion. And they're entitled to their opinion. Mm-hmm. But then you have people, like, I, I always think, um, obviously, I have a big following. So I have to be very mindful. There's going to be people yeah. who will literally take my word for gospel. Right. So if I now say that something's terrible and they listen to me and now all of a sudden it's just like, but you said it was bad and I followed you. I never want to be in that yeah. situation. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's Probably. why I think it's very tricky to, to be able to put your opinion out there attached with something so crucial mm-hmm. like yeah. that. Because people are literally listening to the information you put out. And if you say you should invest in X stock, yeah, because I think mm. it's going to be good. And then the stock crashes. People are going to come back to you and say, but you mm. tweeted this and said, I should have done yeah. this and I did it. And now it went down. Yeah. that's why i don't like doing that yeah. the worst thing about that is um what's it what you call it um financial advising if like i think majority of the individuals today they're, they're giving advice as if they are financial advisors and if someone is smart enough to turn around and say this person gave me this advice and they could take them to court and that's just another story that people yeah yeah you don't want to be lying. Mm-hmm. But how do you avoid not giving your opinion? Because if you believe something, like if you, I mean, obviously you can give straight facts and, you know, two plus two equals four. That's, that's you know, the bottom line. But surely it's difficult to also give your opinion, just like in anything on, in life. Like, you know, I guess it's a bit more, with finance, it's a bit more, it is a bit more black and white. It's not like reviewing an album or something where it is your opinion. But 
still a must seek through when you discuss stuff? Um, yes and no. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm all right at being able to just literally just state the facts. And, like, you'll notice sometimes that like, people will ask me, I've had people message me and, or, like, tweet me out and say, oh, you know, hi, you mentioned about savings accounts in your podcast. What's, what, what's the best one for me to get? And I will say, well, you know, mm. there's quite a few that you can pick from. Um, it all depends on your needs, and these are some of them. And they're like, okay, cool, but what, which one do you have? And then you'll see me reply back and be like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to advise one over the other. It's completely up to you. Mm. And people get upset by that. Yeah, people, okay. Like I said, there's a lot of people who freely give their opinion, but they shouldn't do that. In yeah. my opinion, again, see, like that's that's just on me. No, I don't no, think no. that you should be freely giving your opinion. So I'm very much like, so like even a good example was the Help to Buy versus the Lifetime Lifestyle. So I have one of them, and I've never said which one I have because yeah. there's pros and cons to both. Exactly, it all depends on what you're looking for. People have come to me and said, okay, cool. So which one do you have? And I know if I give you what I have, you're probably gonna now copy me because yeah. obviously, like you, you want to take in my knowledge, cool. But then if it doesn't fit your lifestyle and what you're trying to say for and you'll come back to me and be like so why did you tell me you did this i got it because you got it so i'm always yeah. very weary and i'm just like i i know when to kind of draw the line that is so important yeah, no, it's about like it's actually about uh circumstances you know because everyone's circumstances are different so if you come on the, on the on the timeline and say yeah uh go out and buy your car outright that's the best way to buy your car that's not everybody's truth and to be honest no. obviously there's pros and cons for even not buying it outright so people don't necessarily look at things with nuance and be, realize everyone's financial circumstances are com- is completely, you know, different. Yeah, it's very different. You know, it's hard to to come on to the timeline and just give everybody your opinion on financial stuff in particular. So I yeah, think why out. you do it, to be honest, it's, it's a smart thing to do. Yeah, because certain people can't do, necessarily do it for themselves, and then they're just looking for one person to say it, and then they're like, "That's it. That's that must be a way to go about it." So yeah, yeah I guess you do have good. to be very careful, especially when with what you're giving advice on. Yeah. Does that ever make you nervous? Oh, um, make me nervous? No, I think in the beginning it did. Um, Mm. But I feel like I'm at a point now, obviously it hasn't been super long, but I feel like I'm at a point now where I'm just like, I'm I'm going to, I'm helping you, but I'm not going to sit here and give you my opinion. Like if, if someone asks me, oh yeah, so like, what do you think about this? I may give part of my opinion because you've asked me directly. But I won't say, oh, mm. yeah, you should do this or this. I might be like, you know what? Like, I think this is interesting because of this. But equally, there are some pros to this. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah. it's just, like, I feel like I've just gotten very used to, and don't get twisted. In the beginning, I used to draft up replies and then delete it <laughs> and draft it up again. And nah, show my dad and be like, this, this is okay. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. The only reason I say that is because I do that as well. Like, if I'm in an intense argument or something or, like, you're having a debate, you draft up your reply first and then you send it to the person just to make sure you've got all your facts there. <laughs> Has to be yeah, done sometimes. Got to come with the receipts, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, I, so you did a BBC talk. I did, yes. How was that? That was like your first live event, right, I think? Mm-hmm. Or for the podcast? Well, I, which one are you referring to? Like BBC, yeah? Yeah, I'm trying to think because I've been listening to the podcast, so I'm so like my timeline is so bad. <laughs> no, it's okay. So I've done um I've, I've done one live episode and that was at Tate Britain. If you're talking about a live podcast episode, um, but I've also been in the BBC I think seven times now. Yeah, on radio. Nice. So that's why I was kind of asking which one you wanted to talk about. I got you. So you've been doing this doing this regular now, yeah? 
it seems that way. I mean, I'm very grateful. <laughs> that's, that's, that's dope, happy, man. Honestly, bro. that's amazing. <laughs> Living that love. Well, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> so the B- <laughs> the BBC one. What was that like? I mean, obviously you've done it several times now, so I guess it's a really unique. The first time would have been a unique experience, but now it just seems must be like. No, no, no. It's still not like, oh, yeah, whatever. No, it's still like, it's a big deal. But mm. I remember the first one, I got asked to come on to BBC Five Wake Up To Money, like on the radio. Um, and for anyone mm. who like listens to finance or does anything like that, that's like incredible. That's insane. And I remember telling my dad and he didn't believe me because he's been listening to this for years. And he was like, there's no way my daughter is going on BBC Five Live Wake Up To Money. He's like, it's not <laughs> happening. Um, yeah, you love and to then, see like, it. Yeah, but they, they, I remember they, they called me a cab to my house. I went to the studio and I said to him, all right, cool, wake up and tune in, yeah? Told mm-hmm. him what time I was going to be on. I remember sitting there so nervous. I was only on for like, only on air for like three minutes, four minutes, but I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mm-hmm. I was just speaking and my dad was literally texting me like, oh my gosh, I can hear you on the radio. Like, <laughs> yeah, I should radio. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, so then I'm that one. That. And then I remember, I think, I think about five days later, one extra reached out to me. And I went up to one extra as well. Mm-hmm. And that one was a lot longer. So that was like an hour. Um, oh, yeah. That was like incredible. Like I remember I was so starstruck walking through. I was taking pictures everywhere. I met like <laughs> Reese Parkinson. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so mental. That's great. Um, yeah, <laughs> insane. Absolutely insane. Oh, that's a great opportunity. You looks like you took it with both hands. It seems like you're really close with your dad. Would you say like, is he your mentor? Or like, is he the one you got everything, all of this from? Yeah, that's bro, man. That's that's my guy. You know I mean? <laughs> that's <laughs> my guy. <laughs> that's my guy, man. But, um, so I always say that like, my parents were extremely instrumental in my financial literacy education when I was growing up, hundred yeah. percent. Um, so if I just like skim the story quickly, like they obviously always told me to save from a young age, um, and they they taught me to be very entrepreneurial from a young age. So I remember in primary school, I used to make and sell scarves for my friends. I used yeah, to go in, ask them what colour they wanted. they tell me I'd go home, buy, buy the wool, knit it up and bring it in the next day. That's what I did. And I made quite a bit of money from that in primary school. Secondary school, I was selling cookies, but like I would dominate the market. Like I had, I had meal <laughs> so deals, I had everything. I made money. They caught me once, but I'm smarter than that, man. Why, I, why I, I do you want to always hate? Like always when someone else is in it. I hate yeah, when they like, do that. I don't know, but I, I bust that case. Like that story is like I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it so much because so they thought they had me. Said, nah, they did. I came straight back out and carried on selling. I was like, you can't hold me down for long, mate. You can't hold me there. Free case. Free me. Free me. That's my guy. <laughs> Honestly, so I made a lot of money from doing that. And then when I got to sixth form, um, at the time I had a natural hair blog, so like you know about Afro hair. Um, and then I decided, oh yeah, I want to get into like, selling stuff again. So I, there was like a couple of hair products that were US only. And I remember that was the first time I ever had my own business, I registered my business and I became the sole wholesaler of that, that product in the UK and the EU. And, like, that was me. Like I've always been, whatever's there, I'm gonna, how I'm going to make it work. Um, and they were definitely with me along the way giving me tips and this and that. Not to say I've been perfect. I have had my times I've been in there. I've obviously like, kind of like a lot of people experience life of but for the most part they've yeah. been there mm. yeah. No, yeah I love to see it I love that they played such a massive part in your story as well I just want to know because you are a very interesting person what sort of other things are you interested in besides obviously finance the massive 
part for you, but I'm sure there's other interests as well. Yeah, do you know what? No one's actually asked me this since I've started the place of house. Everyone just looks at me like finance guru, you know, just that's what she is, <laughs> finance. Um I I don't know, might come as a surprise or not, I don't know. I really, really love comedy. Like okay. it was on my bucket list okay. last year to actually do a stand up comedy like Hey, no, this is an thing. exclusive. You know what I'm saying? No <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, like, yeah, that was needed. actually what I was going to do. I yeah, and all my friends coming. were ready. My friends were actually were coming. We're coming to watch you. Um, but then all this kind of took off and I just kind of put it to the back burner. But yeah, like I love mm. comedy a lot. I watch a lot of comedy. Um, I don't know. Like I like illustrating. I like doing hair. I don't know. Who's your favourite comedian? Yeah, now we have to get into our comedy bag now. Kevin Hart is rubbish. No, he's not the guy. Kevin, he's not the guy. Kevin Hart is not rubbish. He's not the guy, bro. He's not the guy. No one said he's the guy, but it's because he's in Hollywood. He's way too Hollywood, bro. Kevin Hart's films are better than his comedy. No, I think most of them are just one-time watch. Nah, and then you watch them another five years later, to be honest, because I mean, they're funny. <laughs> they're funny, but it's just like, all right, cool, isn't it? That's it. I hate you. I'll watch them again oh, later. So Where there's like cult um, classic, like Rush Hour, for example. Chris Tucker, he's just a comedian who just, his voice yeah, just carries yeah, him wherever true. he goes. But the thing is, he hasn't done really that many films, but yeah. I mean, Chris Tucker's just. Okay, who's cool. your favorite comedian? If you had to um, pick. If I had to pick, I can only be UK. Um, because American, I just kind of just watch them. But like, if I'm talking about UK, um, mm. I really like, I really like. It's quite a few. Okay, no, I'll just pick two. I like Russell Howard. I think he's really funny. Mm. And right. um, I'm not trying to be biased. Like he's my friend, but he's actually really funny as well. Um, no, this guy called K Curd. Yeah, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. K Curd. He is flipping okay. hilarious. Like he's my friend as well, but he mm. is so funny. No, nah, some good choices. Yeah. I think for me it'd have to be Cat Williams, but I don't know. He's just Cat Williams. Funny. I, just, yeah. I just love his how loud he is. Yeah, at, <laughs> at his at his peak, he was like yeah, he was untouchable, untouchable. <laughs> but yeah, I did not expect you to say comedy. Or you want to be like do stand up comedy? Definitely something you should look into, especially if it's that's so amazing. Yeah, I do for banner, hasn't it? Do for banter, yeah. you know, such polar opposites yeah, as well. Yeah, like, man. you've got the finance, and then, yeah, man. or maybe you could find a way to work them both in. Yeah, do you know, I've been thinking about it because I feel like, um, like I've said to my friends, because like, for, for my friends, I'm sure you can imagine, like, it's it's quite surreal for them. So they mm. know Kia, and they know Kia who does finance, but now everyone knows me as K. So they're, yeah. they're seeing like this one image and my friend even called me the other day and she said that because I had my first finance event in February, my birthday. And mm. she basically, she said to me like two days ago, she's like, do you know how weird it was for me to see you up on stage? She was like, you were so serious. And she, she said to me, she was sitting there laughing, not laughing at me, but she was like, I've never <laughs> seen a side yeah, of Takiya. Yeah, like, this yeah. is mental. Mm. And then mm. she, she was looking around and everyone was taking notes and she was just like, this is insane. Like in a good way. She's like, I can't believe. Yeah. It would be so surreal. Yeah. Nah, yeah, I guess that's a lot of people probably whose friends go on to do really successful things or have that surreal moment where it's like, wow, people are actually listening to them. Obviously, you probably bust banter with them as well. So there's been times where yeah. it's like they, they know one side of you and then it's interesting to see this other side as well. I mean, I guess that, yeah. is that what's been the most interesting moment or surreal moment for you as a person whilst doing 
having all this success? Um, I'd say, if not the BBC, then I'd say Monzo. Like, that blew me out of the water. Like, I remember mm. Monzo followed me, and I was, like, insane. And then they saw my 2020 vision board and they sent me like a care package out to my house. And I was like, that's mental. And then, um, I don't know, you might, you probably didn't see it's flying. I saw, um, sorry, I saw, I did a couple of threads for them yeah. in the last couple of weeks as well. And that was just like, all of that was just so mental. Cause literally when they sent me out 2020 vision board, I was like, I hope they're on my board. Like working with them was actually on my board. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and yeah, that was really mental. It's still surreal now, I'd say. 100%. See, man, I'm trying to have these moments as well, you know. I want Boohoo Man sending me stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting there, bro. We're getting there, bro. Slow, BBC, slow, BBC yeah. boys, innit? We're slowly Sing, getting there. Soon come. You know 100% come. 100%. Speaking it into existence. Boohoo Man, 100%. I want something. <laughs> hey, so you know where I live. You know where I'm at. <laughs> you know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know it well. Still delivering, even in these times. I was shocked. They're not playing. Yo, they're still delivering, man. They're actually, it's mad they're right actually now. out of here, man. These honestly. times, I'm still waiting on my converses. Hey, Kay, you, you mentioned something really, really, really good on the podcast, and I'm so mad I didn't listen to it earlier. I'm not going to lie. I'm having a mare right now. Basically, long story short, I should have bought something with my credit card because it might have gone oh. astray. And so, obviously, you mentioned about if you buy it with your credit card, which I never knew that you get yeah. you know, double the amount of protection because if you, know, yeah. you go to the people who sent it they don't say anything you can at least go to your 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 bank so yeah. when i was listening to that i was like this is really really good information because i'm from a financial background and I, I literally had no idea about that so now i'm in a situation where i don't know where a certain thing i bought is and if i'd done that then obviously that's like extra protection so yeah like some of the information oh, you give is really 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 key man like i can't explain for real so. That that whole credit card thing I yeah. found out about at Christmas. You both were at the mill, and uh, Vincent paid for something. Shout out to Vincent, paid for something on his credit card. I was like, I just always had the mindset that credit cards weren't good or like it's credit, so you don't. It's not your money, X, Y, and Z. And all the man then broke it down for me why it's like they're actually good. I was like, yeah. wow. See these like life experiences like that, like why they're so like it's so important to again have these conversations, but. Yeah, I didn't know the the credit card thing is a madness. It's a mm. whole new world. <laughs> it's a cult, it's a culture thing though. Like I feel like growing up, like my parents kind of had it in me in my head like that it wasn't a good thing. So yeah. I guess I got to a certain certain age where I realized like the benefits of it, and obviously mm. it needs to align with your lifestyle, and you got to use it, spend it wisely. Yeah, and like you realize there's actually quite a lot of benefits in there. Mm. So you know. Because I always heard about credit cards on like American TV, and they'll be like, "Oh, I just max out my credit card." They'll be like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> <laughs> max it out, you know. <laughs> Good question. Have Have any of you guys? I know right now everyone's on like lockdown and quarantine or whatever, but has anybody had like fraud done on their account throughout these past nah. weeks? Because I've had I've had a couple of people, including myself, here. Yeah, people just use my account to buy certain things. I'm thinking to myself, "What is going on?" Because on my PayPal, someone bought two games and then tried to delete my emails mm-hmm. and then I claimed that back. And then on my on my bank account, someone tried to buy something from Enclothing. I was a bit like, what's going on? Mm, no. That like, gets me they, mad. No, it gets me mad because the thing is, I almost couldn't claim on 
back on PayPal because he said, yeah, that's you. It was like, no, it's not me. Yeah, PayPal is, is really hard to like claim back on for some reason. No, it's not hard. It's just that this one, for some reason, was the hardest because they'll say, no, nah, this is you. I'm like, no, nah, it's not me. I told them the emails, everything like that. And they said, yeah, like, all right, cool. We'll send it back to you. But these past couple Those of guys are the worst, really man. Sw- the worst one was when my dad gave me 200 for my birthday. And then mum wiped my card on stuff I would never, like, never buy or eat. Like, I don't know. They got Burger King on the card. I was like, well, yeah, who no, eats no, that's Burger King? Club. No, no, I said four nine on your card for real. Yeah, four nine on your card for real, man. Because they, they tried to buy stuff from in clothing. Sometimes they sent me a text straight away saying, Is this you? Is this you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's what I, I mean. It may well. seem like me, but no, nah, because I haven't ordered anything and I didn't enter any raffles. Would you even, do you even have an account with in clothing? Yes, I do, yeah. Oh, mad. So it was it was really strange. It was like, nah, it's not mm. me. Called them up, said, yo, this is the situation. I'm like, alright, cool, we'll send you a new card. So it's gotta be careful, nah, it's man. Real. It's re- yeah, for real, it's real out here. You gotta watch your back. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, they'll take it. <laughs> That's nuts. And this happened recently. Yeah, man, this happened. This happened last week. It's the fact so that they so tried to buy two games and then try to say, oh, yeah, my son really needs these two games. I'm like, I don't have a son. So someone's lying here. Somebody's lying here. That's jokes. Yeah. So... He is childless as well, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's No man. baby in sight. I'll contact the company, told them, listen, I don't have a son. That's not me. I live here. So I don't know what information to Tell him Skepta, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, God, that's hilarious. Well, stay safe, not just from Corona, but also keep your bank out safe. Right. Yeah. Four or nine. Obviously, like how's it. everyone? I guess you got to ask. How's everyone coping? It looks like the end could be in sight. Don't want to get too gassed, but saw some good news from Italy, as I said earlier. Okay, you said this. Italy, is like Spain, um, Sweden. I know Sweden is doing the madness right now, but mm. you know, yeah, I think. Um, if we're at our peak, then we'll see in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll see in the next well, couple of weeks. Because that will dictate if we can go off, if we can partially come out of lockdown in May. I mean, we won't partially hmm. lockdown at the current moment. But if we can come out of partial lockdown in May or if it's in June, uh, we'll see yeah. in the next few weeks. So, that was... Okay, what, have you, what have you been doing to keep busy? Or like, just, is there anything to do? Do you know what? Um, I do you know I certainly envy everyone who's not working from home because mm. I'm working. Um, so even though I'm doing like pennies pounds, I still work for like another company on the side. So I'm working mm. with them. Like I've got other people that I'm working with as well. So I'm essentially working like three jobs a day, and I Jeez. am. When I say I am sleep deprived, so like people are just like they're like staying up to five in the morning and sleeping, wake up at two p.m. I'm thinking, mate, do you not have to be up eight in the morning for a video call? Like, Damn. I can't be doing this kind of thing. Nah. I'm busy, so mm. that's what I'm doing. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what though? I'm glad I'm working from home because I don't know, like some certain people just or their job doesn't have a way to, for them to work from home, so they've yeah. been furloughed. But I don't yeah, know what yeah, I yeah, do. True. Like, the boredom would just be insane. Yeah. Especially I mean, I've got like, Netflix, I've got Disney Plus, I've got, God. what's this? I've got YouTube videos to make, so I'm not too... Yeah, I guess I should have asked you. Did, Disney, yeah. did uh, Disney Plus put Netflix in a spliff, like they're saying? 
Nah, man, they're, they're chatting was bruv. I don't believe it at all. I mean, Disney Plus is cool, but you can't replace some of the stuff on Netflix, man. Some of the stuff nah, on Netflix is too good. The problem is Disney didn't come with enough original stuff, if you know what I mean, for the launch. It's all, stuff, like it's all ev- stuff we've seen and grown up with, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not going to go watch the Marvel movies again. Not right now, anyway. Not when it's so fresh in my mind. You've been watching, Harry, you've been watching Harry Potter for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Keep, that's been keeping me busy, I swear. Still not watching then, that church, fam. <laughs> it's not that... Do you know what? I, I thought the same thing. Having watched it now, it's, not, it's nowhere near as bad as they made out. It's, it's more just, mythological. What? It's still just to me, mate. Oh, fair enough. You know I what they that. call it, yeah? They call it white mm-hmm. magic, fam. That's soft magic. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't gonna do nothing. Nah, the film series is interesting. I guess it was just something I wanted to get off, like Mm. to be able to say I've seen. Has it been worth it? I don't know, but I mean, nothing else to (laughs) do. I'm enjoying your live tweets, though. I mean, I'm enjoying the breakdown (laughs) because it's 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 reminding me because I watched it when I was a youth, so I don't really remember it very well. Mm. But uh, to see it like you running it back is is quite jokes. Oh, it is a good film series. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I mean, if, it's just about keeping busy, especially on this long bank holiday where you can't do anything. Because I was thinking the other day, I was talking to my mum, I was like, what would I be doing right now had I not, you know, if we weren't in lockdown? So it's just interesting to think about that sort of stuff as well. What would you mind be doing? Barbecues. barbecues. If it's not barbecues, it's football. If it's not football, bruv. I'm so there's bare stuff, there's gym, there's uh oh, there's so many things to do, but you just can't do it anymore. And this weather is like I took I took a, a holiday, like a one day holiday, mm. so that one week I'll be working four days, last week I'll be working four days, and this week I'll be working four days. Nah, that plan's messed up. Now I'm just <laughs> the whole entire time. <laughs> Gone out the window. Yeah, okay, what have you been doing? Mate. If we were free, I'd be out here at some day parties, sipping some cocktails, you know, good vibes. <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. I'd have it all planned out, 100%. That's what I'd be hey, doing. Listen, that first motive after lockdown. It's going to go off. I'm like, gonna I, be I promise you. No, I'm promise you, yeah. Like, I'm... So, I'm... I don't really go out, per se. Like, I don't mm. out with my friends, but, you know, like, I don't really go to events unless I'm, like, going to do something there, me personally. But yeah. once we are released... My face will be everywhere. Everyone will know me. I'm going to get every single motive. Yeah, every time energy. it is, I will jump. I will jump. I'm, everyone will energy. see me going out. Hey. <laughs> energy. We need that. That's, that's, that's Facts, it right man. there. That's what I'm talking about. I don't want to see anyone standing on the walls. We're dancing. No, I'm, I'm no, having no, words I'll with I'll the DJ. Dancing, little tootsie slide, whatever I need to do. <laughs> I'll do whatever. Whatever required of I'm me. I'm going to be having intense words with the DJ. Like, listen, why has Pop Smoke not played twice already? <laughs> nah, it's gonna, I'll be ready. That first mimosa is going to be sweet. Oh, God. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, nah, me okay. too, man. 100%. It's, it's crazy, though. I, you do appreciate times like this in a sense because it's, it's like a chance to be able to sit down and actually, I guess, be grateful for the things you have and then the things you will have because this will be over at some point. Yeah, things you will have yeah. once it's all over as well. And I'm just That's grateful we was able to carry on with the pod. That was my biggest like worry. Like, how yeah. would we be able to do this? But we still here. They couldn't. We still they couldn't here, man. We still here. <laughs> it's jarring because we're, we're on a we're on a little bit of a, a ro- of a roll. You know, we had a couple nice things lined up, and then obviously Corona was like nabby. 
So nice had to had to had to adapt. Did you have anything like lined up for your podcast where it was like, oh shit? Mate, <laughs> I had like a whole months. I had like three months worth of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that, that, that. I had uh, everything like that, and I'm just like, cool. I guess I won't. real tears, man. Nah, you got got to adapt and improvise, isn't it? I couldn't agree more. It really does does teach you what like how to go out of your skin and actually do something different. Which is why I'm happy we found this as an alternative. Yeah, still have people's lovely faces on. Oh, for sure. Have to deal with you lot. Um, before we go, I was gonna. One of my topics was just quickly, like I was wondering if we could talk about like any, like job stories we've had that are like quite funny, like first jobs, for example. Because I was, I was having a little bit of a throwback here. I was cleaning, cleaning out my house, and I found like a little, um, like a name tag, and it was like my Primark name tag when I first worked there. Oh, and I was thinking like, <laughs> like that job was the ghetto, like woo chow. <laughs> Like some of the stuff I was doing, for example, I was on the top floor in Lakeside yeah. and um, some woman comes up to me. I'm on like, I'm, my job is basically to fold, fold all the clothes and stack them up. And some woman comes up to me. She's on the phone. She's not even looking at me and she clicks her fingers at me like, excuse me. And I'm like, what? Clicks her fingers and points at a basket for, for me to give her the basket. And I looked at this woman like, are you, are you actually kidding me? Like, am I some kind of like slave servant? And like God. we had like a like a back and forth and like I had like a disciplinary after it, but like it just had me thinking like obviously some of the stuff that people have to do to make money is actually crazy. Like do you guys have any stories that are similar or you think raw? Like that's just character building. Yeah, no, I think for me it was when I was working in San Martin, so that's like a pub in our area. Like, why, you know when jobs where you have to stand on your feet for ages? I think it's, it's everyone has to go through that. Like, you'll do your job yeah. in retail or, like, waitering or whatever. But I just, now that I look back, I was like, how did I do that? <laughs> and then it's just, it's difficult. It's lot, the hours are long. It's like, and then it's that sort of job where you, as soon as you go in, your, your mind is on the clock because you're like, I can't wait for this to be over so I can go home. There's no enjoyment whatsoever. It's literally for the money. It's just crazy how we put ourselves in those situations where you don't like the job. You know you don't like the job. The person that's hired you knows you don't like the job. We both know everyone's here for the money. That's it. Has to be done, though, isn't it? For real. Okay, do you have um, I have one. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, my, my first job was at McDonald's. And I was earning like four pound an hour, um, working like crazy shifts. And do you know, what? I, okay, I, I liked the people I worked with because everyone I worked with, so I was what seventeen, I think, sixteen mm. when I joined, and everyone was between ages of like sixteen to like twenty three, I'd say, like the majority of mm. staff. So everyone's kind of like the same age, and it was cool. But then there was times where I remember we would just be packed. We'd have because I, I worked in one in my area which is really popular like drive through everything everyone knows one in my area um mm. and we'd have like i'd be the only person on tills and i'd have a queue going out the door and oh, i had to somehow figure out how to serve people give them food and help drive through and i remember we did it there, there was one night where there was like one so i was on tills one girl on drive through and then one person in the kitchen and obviously one manager so imagine that's what, like, mm. four of us yeah and it was calm so that's usually enough it's like 10 p.m i think i finished at 11 and then at 
10.45, a whole horde of people on motorbikes came in. About 50 people came in, all one at McDonald's. And like I told you, there's one on each station. So we literally were like, oh my gosh. I literally did overtime. <laughs> I went to finish at 11 p.m. I finished at 1 a.m. Like I stayed there. Oh, Jesus Christ. We couldn't leave. Like me, me, me and the drive-thru girl were meant to leave. Hmm. But we couldn't. We had to help them. And what that was like, like insane. God, did you get paid for the overtime? Yeah, yeah, because it's like a clocking system, isn't it? So you get paid more God. if you just stay longer. But I, and also there, there was one summer, so I think we had like a week off. I don't know when you get a week off. Like, you know, one of them holidays from like six months and stuff. Mm. So we had a week off. And I remember I said to myself, I'm going to make money. For when I had six more work to do, I said, no, I'm going to work every single day. Guys, and I tell you, I worked something ridiculous. I, said, I worked something like 80 hours that week, I think. Bruh. Like I put in over time. <laughs> I put in over time that week. And I came out with 200 pounds. That I think that's when my heart broke. My heart broke. I came out with 200 pounds from doing 80 oh. hours. I said, no. no. God no. forbid. No. No way. That's, that's a, how little I was being paid. I said, that no. is a no. mazine. Uh, <laughs> was, that, was, that, was that it? Two bills. That was it. For all the hours. Fine. Imagine, I'm like, I, I was starting at like 6 a.m. and finishing at what, like 6, 7 p.m. and then doing the same thing the next day and then staying extra hours where I could. I was doing all that to then get 200 pounds. Yeah, that week. I was like, wow. I'm actually upset. I didn't do a job of overtime after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't do a job of overtime after that. That was it. I was done. Drew the line. Never again. Eight hours. Jeez. Yeah, nah, I'm sure. I've, I've never done eight hours in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. What's it? The thing is, it, it wasn't legal though. I was too young. I was sixteen doing that. So they they shouldn't mm. have let me. After like thirty seven, I should have had a break. Mm. But they said no. If you want to work, keep working. Well, so is the pay even legal? Because you're saying four pounds. At the time, minimum wage was three pound eighty five. So they'll pay me a minimum Jeez. wage. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Once, like, for example, it's sixteen, then it's eighteen, then it's twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Then it's twenty five. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah, no, my, my experience, my experience was different, man. Um, it's just stupid things happening. So basically, I was at my workplace. I was working at Next, and I was working in a factory. And pretty much, what had happened was that um, basically one of the managers was asking, "Why am I not picking?" I said, "I am picking at the moment. It's just not registering at the moment. So you're just gonna have to wait like two seconds, and then once that happens, everything should be fine." So I picked, so like I'm picking items from like 200 and it goes all the way down to like 80. But then mm. they, um, they're doing like their stock takes. So then as soon as they do their stock takes, the picking list will go back up. So then I did that most of the time. And then I just told the managers like, yo, this is, this is the situation. Like you're picking and at the same time I'm picking. So right now it's going to go up. Even if I'm picking, I'm going it down. Mm. You're picking and it's going to go up. Cool. The main manager tried like, I didn't pick up the phone for like two seconds and I told, and then I went back up. I told the manager, listen, I went to the toilet. Um, just bear with me. I said, yeah, but the thing is you missed it twice. I said, well, yeah, I went to the toilet. So he's just trying to give me lip because he's just that camp individual who just wants to give lip all the time. Mm. Cool. I said, all right, listen, right now I've got to go back to work. I'm going to do my work safe. Put it down. Calls, calls me the next second. I pick up. It's like, why did you put the phone down while I was still talking? I said, listen, I told you, I'm working at the moment. Yeah, you're going to have to call me when, like, when it's closer to the evening at the moment because right now I'm trying to do my job. Yeah, and right now you're stopping me doing my job, but you're complaining about me not doing my job. <laughs> cool, I put down the phone. 
Next thing he says, I, I, he calls again and I don't pick up. He calls again, I don't pick up. Then he calls a third time. I go to him, I pick up. I said, hello, uh, why did you pick up the phone? It might have been a customer. I know it wasn't a customer. It was definitely you that was calling. <laughs> like, oh, so you're not man enough to pick up the phone. I put down the phone straight away. Pussy old. Listen, if you're listening, your name's Greg. You're moist. Don't like you. <laughs> See your son? I like your son, though. Sam, shout out to Sam. But you, yeah, you're moist. That's hilarious. Oh, God. Yeah, no, that, them times working at Next, it was just something else, man. It was just... Warehouse jobs are the worst, man. Because even at that time when I told you I was working at Tesco in Perthley, like, just... The things you find yourself doing are just things you wouldn't normally do. And it's just like... But it's a, it's, it's a, it's a point in life, and I think everyone has to go through it again because it's character building. 100%. Definitely. It's, definitely it's just an experience you have to have. Well, I think when it comes to, like, um, when it comes to retail work and then there's warehouse individuals, they look down upon people who are working on warehouse work, even though we're getting paid the same. So, in other words, I'm the same individual as you, but mm. you look down on me because I'm working at warehouse. So I, it's just that sort of mentality, especially when you're working at retail and warehouse work. It's just, yeah, it's completely 100%. different. 100%. And then there's yeah. two different mindsets where it's like banter. And then when you work in, in like a store or something, it's very much upscale. Mm. So it was at that time, it was just character building. Cause I just, I just saw individuals, I just saw behaviors. It's really interesting working at like retail and warehouse yeah. work at the same time, because you just get to see behaviors and then you get to make judgment calls in the future. So, agreed. Yeah, it was real interesting, but it was just life. Good life, good life lessons, like like you said, like you know, something. That... The biggest one that I learned was the most important thing about work is enjoy the people you work with. Because if you don't, Bruv. forget about it. Forget about it. See them man there. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, yeah, that's, no, that's all the all topics I think. Um, yeah, no, that was a that was a good good little discussion. I appreciate you coming on, Kay. But I... Thank you so much again. Yeah, thank, thank you. you very much for coming through. Much um, appreciate. Watching out for your comedy. I'm 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 interested now. <laughs> I'll definitely come you through. Got... You know, we'll definitely come through. For real, yeah, just you got let us know when. Out of quarantine, we need something to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen. Once I do it, I will give you guys front row seats. Oh, oh fantastic! Yeah, okay. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Got it. Perfect. Absolutely. I'll be there with that, like, the sign that says number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, all, the best, all the best of all your endeavours and, like, your podcast as well. And hopefully thank when you. this is all, like, That's done, we well. can actually do, like, a proper episode in person, so. Absolutely. I'll be looking be... forward to actually meet you guys properly in person and not ever Zoom, even though it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, um, let them know your socials, your your, your information. Well, yeah, my information. Um, so if you want to find out more about Penny's Pounds, um, you can follow us on Instagram, which is Penny's Pounds Pod. On Twitter, it's Penny's a Pound, as in singular pound. Someone took the S one, so Penny's a Pound. Um, <coughs> and I know, right? Sad, but um, and the podcast is Penny's Pounds Podcast. But yeah, that's pretty much where we're at if you want financial guidance and information and things like that perfect lovely appreciate it thank you once again for coming on thank you guys thank you very much no problem cool bye peace
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.